welcome back to the ENC Leadership Podcast. And uh, I don't know what's been going on, but the interaction on my Instagram page with, uh, you know, at, at Campus Joe, uh, with many of the listeners has gone up. And I'm, I'm very happy about that because I, I do love hearing from from you and uh, hearing your stories. I've, I've been really inspired by some of the stories that have been shared uh, of people who are um, talking about their experiences and how they're applying this, whether a lot of it is leading in anxious times. A lot of the recent ones was episode 19, I think, with why we're still leading, why are we still leading, even though it's difficult. And um, I'm glad to hear that, you know. Uh, it's different levels of it. There's people uh, who are vocational campus missionaries. There's people who are thinking about it. There's people who are leading as volunteers. Uh, I kind of treasure those a lot more, I think, because I know you don't have to do it. You've got other things that you could be doing and you're choosing to to invest your life this way in other people. And then also hearing from people from you know different kinds of professions. So that's great. Uh, thank you for that. For those of you who've messaged um, I do my best to respond if somehow you, I don't think I've missed anyone, but if I did miss you, then I'm very sorry about that. Uh, send me another message again and I, I don't think I'll miss you again. Um, so I'm glad to hear that. And I think a lot of the people respond to these, uh, wholeness, um, talking about holistic development, our ability as leaders to even, um, rest and, and get strength from God and to deal with our own personal health so that we can lead better. I love that. Yes, and I completely agree with that. And we will continue to provide that here on this podcast and on encleaders.ph as a whole, as you can see with many of our articles there. That being said, that isn't all that we want to do here. In fact, part of what we want to do as well is to equip, to prepare, to train in skills, you know, in, in, in developing and get, becoming better as leaders. And the way we do that is from the perspective that we have uh, of ENC uh, as leaders, which means we're going to start with the Bible, obviously. And like we've said several times in this podcast, that we believe that uh, our faith as believers actually releases and empowers us to be way better leaders than we would be on our own apart from, from Jesus. Secondly, we're also going to um, be doing it from the perspective of of our mission, values, and culture as every nation. Not to say that these are only applicable in the in a religious organization or in a church setting, but it's from the values of leading as a team, something that, that we take very highly, the value of uh, empowering others and not building an organization around yourself, partially because it, it, it um, reflects Jesus, but also, as a result, it's really the most effective way to lead in terms of having an impact and service to others. So we will have these equipping uh, sessions as well. And so I want to kick off a short series we're going to be doing, uh, a three-episode series we'll be doing, uh, entitled, You Know You've Led When, dot, dot, dot. You know you've led when, dot, dot, dot. You know, you, you've seen those quizzes, right? When you go um, online or you can take those tests, you've been to the Philippines, if... Alamong tagabagyo ka kung you know you're a '90s kid if you're ganyan ganyan, one of the most common ones. You know if you're a Filipino if you point with your lips, and the the goal that they're doing there is they're trying to capture a reality um, by giving you indicators, giving us indicators to help us say, oh yeah 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 that applies to me or that doesn't apply to me. 
Um, and that's what I wanted to give. You know you're leading when I want us to have the right mental model when it comes to our leadership, to be aiming at the right things. Because if we aim at the right things, it produces superior performance in us, superior leadership in us compared to what we would be doing if we were aiming at the wrong things. Um, when you run a race, uh, you're often told, especially if it's a sprint, that you want to aim beyond the finish line. You don't want to aim for at the finish line because if you aim for at the finish line, you will unconsciously slow down. You will unconsciously slow down and because you're slowing down, you actually lose precious seconds or milliseconds or nanoseconds that could have won you the race. <laughs> I saw this um, illustrated um, quite painfully. I'll, I don't know why this is such a powerful memory in my head. I was 10 years old or 11 years old and we were at a school camp. And in that camp, one of the activities was a race, a relay race, uh, I think 10 people per team. And in, in this particular race, uh, I was the first in my team and then, um, you know, a bunch of other people. And we put one of our strongest runners last. So I ran and uh, I had a pretty good lead by the end of my run. But with the next few runners on our team, we really fell behind. The lead was squandered and wasted. And now we were probably the last team. And so it wasn't looking good. And then the last person on our relay race, I can still remember his name. And I don't remember much about him except for this race. Uh, he got tagged in completely last. Uh, maybe the farthest person ahead was halfway done with the obstacle course. Imagine those obstacle courses that, that we usually have. You run out, perform obstacles, you hook around and you come back and, and, and finish up. So the furthest person away was halfway done. And if that person finished, then they would have won the race. So our guy just zooms. I mean, I, it was so fast. Did all the obstacles, did them well, um, would not be disqualified for him, caught up. And for some reason, the other teams put their weakest runners, it seemed like, in the last place. So our guy caught up to them, amazing effort, started overtaking uh, the, the the fourth placer, the third placer, the second placer, and now was over closing in on the first placer and passed this person. So now our team was going crazy, you know, we're jumping up and down, cheering all wild. <laughs> and then I saw it. Um, our guys started... Now, this was my reading. I could be wrong, but it seemed like it was getting to his head that, wow, I just did something amazing. And so in order to dramatize it even more, he started running like he was extremely tired. Uh, every footfall was heavy, but he was so close. And then for dramatic flourish, he collapsed right at the finish line, you know, after winning us this amazing victory. Or so he thought. Because he actually collapsed like six inches from the finish line. So he fell... And then all the other runners he had just passed ran past him and they all got first, second, third, fourth and we were back to fifth place. In fact, because he technically didn't even finish, our team didn't score any points for that. And uh, he just stayed down until all of the celebrating of the other team was done and the groaning of our team was done. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And I think about that when I think about aiming wrongly. You know, when we, we, he, if he had just aimed a little bit beyond the finish line, he could have gotten his dramatic finish and we would have won. But because he aimed, he had the wrong mental target for where to fall. 
for where to collapse, for where to have its moment, it fell short. And sometimes in our leadership, we could have the wrong mental model for what we're aiming for. And if we're not aiming for the right things, then no wonder we're not able to produce the, the kind of leadership that, that our team needs uh, for high performance. You know you're leading when provides us with the mental models. And I want to aim for three specific areas in leadership um, that honestly can be debated often. And people wonder what's the right way to this. And I'm kind of giving us like these hacks, um, like simple ways to evaluate our performance. Number one, how do I know if I'm excellent enough, if I'm good enough at what I do? Number two, how do I know if I'm communicating well enough? And number three, how do I know if I've built well enough with my team? What am I aiming for? All three of these activities are essential in leadership. Mahalaga siya, alam natin yun, tanggap natin yun, kailangan natin gawin ito. But people use different mental models. So let's take the first one for this week and we'll discuss the other two next week. How do I know if I'm good enough? How do I know if I'm excellent enough? See, excellence means being outstanding or extremely good at something. And we could all have different models, you know. Uh, one of the most common logical fallacies that people have is everybody thinks they're above average. How can everybody be above average? The whole point of average is the majority of people are there. If everybody thinks they're above it, that means most people, if not all people, overestimate our own strengths. And as leaders, we need to know how if we're good at something or not. And what, what's the criteria we're using? The problem, though, is how do we know we're reaching that goal? How do I know I'm being excellent enough? And here's the, the answer, the hack for this episode. You know you're excellent enough when people can and do take your excellence for granted. You know you're excellent enough. You're at a good level. You're at a good pace. That's the right target. That's the right finish line to aim for when people can and do take your excellence for granted. Taking for granted, for granted, meaning granted, automatic na siya. It's not something that I need to ask for. It is a given. It is a reality. When you're so good at what you do that it's not even worth mentioning anymore, that people maybe don't even notice how good it is, that is true excellence. You're just that good. But when people do notice your excellence, and, and, and please, you know, the, these are rules of thumb. No, don't If someone notices, don't feel bad. Oh, no, he noticed. No, but, but this is a good rule of thumb to aim for that I don't want to aim for the individual brilliant performance that everybody remarks about, but often goes unrepeated. No, I want to go beyond that. If they're going to remark about it the first time, they better get used to it because it's going to happen again and again and again and again and again. And then eventually they'll just get used to it. It's going to be a fact of life. But when people notice it, it's often because it's so uncommon, so rare <laughs> that it's worth noticing, that it's remarkable. Well, that's what that word means, remarkable, remarkable. It, you, it's, you're able to make a remark about it. Pwede banggitin kasi madalang lang siya. Di siya totoong nangyayari. Let me explain. Recently, the NBA Finals just concluded. Congratulations to the LA Lakers. Congratulations to LA Lakers fans. And uh, LeBron James, you know, got his Finals MVP. Brilliant performance. I mean, you're talking about a person who is almost 36 years old. So a little bit younger than me. Averaging 
close to 30 points per game, close to 12 rebounds per game, and 8.5 assists. That's that's a you know almost a triple double in the finals, in the NBA finals, the highest level of basketball with almost 60% field goal percentage, 60 <laughs> and 42% from three-point territory. Wow. Here's what's remarkable about that. Here's what I find remarkable, how very few people are talking about it. When I talk with my friends, it, very few of us are like, oh yeah, did you see LeBron almost having a triple-double? Because so, for so many of us, we're spoiled by his greatness. It's just a fact of life. Ganun lang talaga siya. I'm not even a LeBron fan. All right? There's a lot I don't like about him, but I cannot deny that that's how good he is. Now, imagine a different player with the same stat line. If probably the, the GOAT of all names of all the Lakers players, if not all NBA players, Kentavious Caldwell Pope. If Kentavious Caldwell Pope had a triple-double in the NBA Finals, no one would shut up about that. That would be the buzz for the next few days. People will be talking about this person's greatness, how far he's going to be. Why? Because that's an amazing game for KCP. And that doesn't happen that often. But for LeBron, it's expected. One is a singular, brilliant performance. The other one is a legacy of excellence. And if you have to choose a mental model to aim for, aim for the legacy of excellence. Because that's when you know you're delivering at a high level to your team, to your community, to our world that needs leaders like that. Let's try a few other examples. You know, now that it's the pandemic uh, and we aren't going out as much and dressing up as much, uh, this might not make as much sense. But before, uh, when we would be in the office, whenever I would, you know, those rare moments that I would dress well, I would dress sharply for whatever reason. Maybe I ran out of clothes, so I'd have to wear my nicer stuff. My my team or my friends at the office or our, our office mates would say something like, oh, are you doing a wedding? Are you leading a funeral later? Are you preaching at a big event? And, and I'd be like, oh, no, I'm just wearing this. And the reason why they would remark about it, the reason why it was remarkable is because my normal attire is normally not excellent. Normally doesn't look good. So when I do dress up, people notice it because it's rare. You know, last week, uh, I, I, I told you the story of uh, the time my team members gave me a standing ovation for, I don't know how you felt when you heard it. Maybe you felt like, Joe, that's, that's a typical response. I don't know why they applauded so much. You're right. And it's because gentleness was so rare for me that that small act was already remarkable. And here's the thing, very often, if what we're after is recognition, if what we're after is praise and affirmation, then we might end up doing that, like performing less so people lower their standards for us so that every once in a while we do a minimal effort and they say, oh, wow, on time ka ngayon, because we like that praise. That's fine. Actually, it's not fine. That's fine if that's your goal, but you're not really delivering. See, here's the question for us, really. Are you only excellent occasionally or is excellence a part of who you are? One great example of this in, in the Bible is uh, the character of, uh, I, didn't, I didn't choose this for, for, for his name, but Joseph. And um, 
I often read Joseph the Dreamer and I wonder, Lord, how come I'm not like this guy? I'm not much of a dreamer like him, like predicting the future with my dreams. But here's an amazing thing about Joseph the Dreamer in Genesis chapter 39, uh, verse f- 4, Joseph found favor in the eyes of Potiphar and Potiphar made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. From the time that Potiphar made him overseer of his house, verse 5, and put him in charge of all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge. And because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. And so what we see here is that this is both the, this is the Lord's favor on him. And the way it manifests is that in Joseph's overseeing, in his service, it's just so consistent and excellent that Potiphar can't help but trust him with even more. To the point that he's not thinking of anything, the Bible says, except the food he ate. He's just glad for this guy in his life like who's just, wow, thank you. You're consistent. You're amazing. And this, we would see, continues in all the different uh, episodes of his life when he goes to jail, when he becomes the governor, because the excellence is a part of who he is. And what I like about this is that it's God's blessing on him. It's not just some kind of freak talent that he has that all of us can only wish we can have. No, we can go to God and say, Lord, I want that. I want to be excellent. And this is the level of excellence I want. I want it to be consistent. I want it to be lifestyle. I want it to serve people in my life. Is that your prayer today? See, there are many things for us to be excellent at as leaders. And uh, one helpful thing, we're going to talk about this more weeks, months from now, but really some of the critical skills when it comes to leadership. So when you think of leadership, it can be a big word, but there's so many skills that that go into that. And so for me, for example, I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm rather good at uh, decision-making, but I wanted to improve. And so I would identify different skills in my life that I wanted to improve on. And, and, and I would work on that skill regularly. Yes, I'm working on other skills. You, you can't drop everything, but... While I'm doing those other, I'm focusing on one specifically. I, I distinctly remember a season in my life where my focus was on team selection. I would just find myself uh, building teams and it was hit or miss. It was like 50-50. Sometimes the teams would be amazing. Sometimes the teams would struggle. And I was doing all the right moves when the team was formed, but I wasn't choosing people well. And so for a period of uh, two or three years, it was just studying team selection. Why did I make that decision? What did I like about that person? What was the right move there? What was the wrong move there? Who are the people that I know who are good at that? What are they doing correctly? Can I learn from them by observation? Can I learn from them by asking? What do you want to be excellent at today? I want to ask you. And when we say excellence, what are we aiming for? That you are so good so consistent that people take your excellence for granted. Let me give a few right off the bat here. Um, Coming on time. Do you come on time as a rule? People who come on time as a rule, nobody notices. Nobody says, oh, uh, wow, you've been on time ever since I've met you. You've never been. Nobody says that. Have you noticed? But those people don't cost us anything. They don't make us wait for them. 
And you know what? Subconsciously, even though we never remark about it, we never say it, when we need someone we can rely on, we can trust, that person's going to be on the list because they're going to come on time. Do we come on time or do our do the people in our life find it remarkable that we were on time? Uy, on time siya ngayon. Uy, naalala niya. Clearly a lack of excellence there. Here's another skill that, that I, I feel really strongly about and maybe we can have a, a podcast on this. Please send us a comment if you think that that would be helpful. But leading meetings well. Leading meetings well. That was another skill I, I, I worked on for a season. I was like, look, I don't want to have another boring meeting. I'm going to work on this and I want any meeting I'm a part of, any meeting I'm leading to be worthwhile. I want people going to that meeting excited because they know it's going to get stuff done. And I want them leaving that meeting going, that was just the right length and we did what we needed to do. Um, I actually had to revisit a lot of the skills that I developed over that uh, recently because all my meetings are online now. And I'm like, okay, how do I do this again? What do I do now to improve this? Uh, number three, delivering on your projects. Being that kind of person. Are you the kind of person that we can take for granted that when we say, hey, can you take care of this? Done. I got it. Don't you love people like that? I love working with people like that. I love my team right now in, in ENC, and, and they're like that. You know, I, I can delegate to, to Ian Daguma and I'll say, look, look, this is a, an interesting conversation. I need you to know how to handle it. Got it. And I know he's going to do it well. I can be in a, in a, in a tricky uh, um, logistics situation in a hero. Can you take care of this? And, and she's going to do it. Why? Because uh, they just deliver. And the stuff I notice is already like the major outlier stuff. There's so much they're doing on an everyday basis that's just consistently excellent. Number four, being a man or woman of your word. That's an amazing leadership skill to have. Can we take that for granted with you? That when you say it, it's true. Let me tell you, that is a rare thing nowadays. People take stuff back all the time. People double talk all the time. And to be that person in this society, you would be offering so much service to the people around you. Last one, and it connects to you know the leading in anxious times. Being even-tempered, well-adjusted, and not responding to people in your anxiety. We don't notice people like that. But I'm sure we're grateful for them. You know, we notice the opposite, don't we? We notice the people who are unreliable, who are easily offended, whose mood swings can change, who everybody has to adjust to, who everybody feels, oh, gosh, what is going to happen? They're going to flip out again. You don't want to be that person. You want to be the one who knows how to deal with your sin and other people's sin and bring it before God, who knows how to receive His grace, who knows how to be honest with what you're feeling and, and, and channel it to the right place and lay it before God, let Him deal with it, and then so you go back to that team ready to serve. That's amazing. For this one, how do you know you're excellent enough? You're excellent enough when people can take your excellence for granted. All of these things that we've just described, the, 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 the coming on time, leading meetings well, delivering on projects, being a man or woman of your word, uh, being well-adjusted uh, and even-tempered and self-controlled, 
uh, these are small excellences that, that we bring to the table, but they add up to our overall leadership contribution. Don't be the leader that's hungry for commendation. Don't be the leader that's hungry for attention. Attention and, and, and fame, notoriety on social media, that passes quickly. What matters is that before the eyes of God, we have been faithful with what we have. We've stewarded it well, and we've offered service to people around us. Be that kind of leader that does a great job every time. You know, people will take the individual acts you do for granted, but they will not forget the overall impact of your life and your relationship with them on their lives. Maybe that can be our prayer today. Lord Jesus, here we are. Um, for whatever reason, you, you've called us to lead. And Lord, I pray that even as we're saying this, that I, I know that we can hear this and it can nakapressure, dami nang kailangan gawin, tapos bawal pa magkamali ngayon. No, that's not what we're saying. And that's never what you're saying, God. Obviously, there is grace for making a mistake. Obviously, there is grace for, for, for acknowledging our weakness. But grace doesn't stop there, God. Lord, today we ask you for the grace to do what you've called us to do. Whatever the acts are in front of us, Lord, give us the grace to do this excellently for your glory and out of love for the people around us. Lord, for those of us who wonder and think, can I really do that excellently? I've, I feel like I'll, I'll do well sometimes and I'll drop it again. Lord, thank you that like Joseph, may your favor be on us. May you look to our work. May you look to our business. May you look to our teams. May you look to the, the small groups we lead. May you look to our organizations and NGOs. Lord, and let us be of service to them. Thank you, Lord, that uh, your spirit empowers us to do everything you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. So that's it. You know you're leading when. Uh, next week, we'll talk about communication. What is the right mental goal to aim for? in communication uh, that's it so this is the ENC Leadership Podcast if you want the show notes you can find them on encleaders.ph uh, if you want to contact me about this find me on Instagram at at Campus Joe um, yeah that's it see you next week bye